What is up? Welcome on in. This is Wildcard Sports on Vinyl Draft Radio. Uh, of course, want to welcome everybody in here on this Friday morning. Got had a great week of sports. A lot of good stuff coming up. A World Series rematch coming up this weekend okay. between the Los Angeles Dodgers and your defending champ, Houston Astros. On top of that, a lot of other great stuff happening. Of course, the Rockets, big news. We're going to talk a little bit later. Re-signing Clint Capella uh, to that five-year, $90 million deal. And Texans news, football's kicked back off. This has been a great week. Of course, want to go ahead and welcome on in, back on in. This is Chuck and Trina with me this week on Vinyl Draft. Guys, thank you again so much for joining us. Absolutely, absolutely. Ready to rock. Oh my goodness, this is awesome. So, yeah, big week of sports. Of course, we're going to kick it off starting about those, uh, start talking about those Houston Astros. Of course, as we said, going to have that World Series rematch this weekend against the Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, but that is not only the biggest news to come out of the Houston Astros this week. Astros actually making a trade. We talked about it in previous weeks after they sent Ken Giles down after uh, the you know seemingly blow up at A.J. Hinch after blowing up once again in the ninth inning. The Astros made a questionable trade this week for uh, Blue Jays closer Robert Azuno, who is actually serving a 75-game suspension right now for domestic violence. Uh, He'll be coming off that suspension on Sunday. The Astros, and and more importantly, Justin Verlander has been noted as being very outspoken against guys with a history of domestic violence. So, uh, a lot of questions surrounding this trade, so I, I just want to start off getting your thoughts on this. What do you guys think about this trade? Like it, uh, of course, very talented closer and Robert Azuno, but trading for another guy with issues. What do you guys think? Well, uh, interestingly enough, uh, both uh, Justin Verlander and uh, Lance McCullers, when uh, mm-hmm. we had a problem last year, um, were very outspoken about the the issue. However, we have to remember that um, this particular transaction was not made with haste there was a lot of background uh investigation done by the astros mm-hmm. um the canadian courts a little bit different um it has been really classified as a domestic uh violence uh charge yet they're still looking at it so technically he's only been suspended by major league baseball not by or charged with anything that is true yes. so I, I guess basically it could be fool's gold in a roundabout way now now we got to get into the uh the moral part of it um baseball move pretty good move you're not getting mm-hmm. anything for ken giles um but you did give up a couple of prospects but you know you got you get you're loaded there um but uh we can get the personal part of it but as far as a move by jeff luno you gotta remember he's got the magic elixir so i think that the is moves, yeah the moves he's made are good or have been very good now we got to go through the moral part of it and i know that there's a lot of outspoken fans we've um heard the bar uh, at chuck's uh, sports bar throughout the the city however I mean, whose whose job is it to police these people? And that's what we probably really need to get into. Yeah, it's a good question. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, I'm not – I can't say that I'm big on it because it's nothing that – you know, it's not on his record or anything like that. But when you get, you know, these accusations and it's ridiculous, like in terms of numbers and – it being an ongoing thing, that's when you have to kind of like take a step back and say, you know what, I think sports in general, especially for men and women, I feel like they need some type of counseling and things like that if they are being accused of different things like this. And I think it should be mandatory because these people are getting paid so much money and then they're in this spotlight and it's like, no, you can't control everything that happens while you're in the spotlight, but you can also, you know, show that, you know, this other side of me, this is not who I am and this is, you know, I feel like it'll help. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. There's uh, There definitely needs to be some type of program in place. And I think that each league does have, you know, things in place, you know, counseling, things like that. But it definitely doesn't seem like they're maybe putting enough effort in there. But, yeah, going back to the Ozuna trade, of course, you're getting a great talent in it, Robert Ozuna. And 
We had uh, kind of talked about it in the past. Of course, the Astros' biggest hole at this point seemed to be the end of the bullpen, the, the closer situation. So you get a guy that's extremely talented, but at the same time, you know, of course, the big question is the domestic violence. And as Chuck said, he was suspended by MLB, but there was, you know, there hasn't been any, uh, you know, indictment or anything like that at this point with him, as you know, in regards to it. But the thing that the thing that I, I'm only a little questionable about is I don't know if you guys saw it this past week, but Luno made some comments that Robert Azuno is very remorse, remorseful for what he did. Uh, he basically he, Luno basically made it seem like he was guilty of the charges mm-hmm. against him and said, you know, he's he's sorry for what he did. We're we're gonna hear him out. Um, but that was followed up shortly by Robert Ozuno's lawyer coming out and saying, well, he's actually not remorseful because he didn't do anything. He's remorseful for the things that came out. So to me, I don't know if, I don't know if you guys perceived it this way, but to me, it kind of showed that they might, necess- might not necessarily have been on the same page. And it may have been more Luno, you know, missing out on guys like Brad Hand, uh, you know, and other really good closers on the market. And it kind of felt like maybe it was a last resort. Let me get Robert Azuno in here. He, you know, shores up a hole. But at the same time, I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure. I believe that Luno really did the research I, it, when it comes to I it. See, I don't know about y'all. I, I see that. But here's here's the here's the genius part of it. I'm going to go ahead and go there. So if you're in Robert Azuno's camp mm-hmm. and you are uh, charged or going to be possibly charged with this, and Major League Baseball says, okay, here's the deal. You're going to get a 75 uh, game suspension. All right. You know that when the Blue Jays found out about the issue, that they're going to send him down and shut him down. Right. Mm-hmm. So why not serve the suspension and plead guilty in that way to get it over with? Because think about this. If he appeals it, they're still not going to play him. Mm-hmm. So he might as well go and sit the bench, do the 75. It looks like he's guilty. And he knows he's either get moved or, or put on waivers. So he actually essentially served the suspension with the Blue Jays without having to worry about that's it. Yeah. Because he would have been benched anyway. That is true. So that's a little bit of a genius move there. And going back to what you said about Luno, I think this must have been plan C. Mm-hmm. But make no mistake, this has been in the works for a little while because there's three players, a fourth one to be named possibly. So this was actually a, a well-thought-out plan involved with the 75-game suspension. Because think about this. It looks bad on Zuno because he said, um, essentially, I'm going to go and serve the suspension because that is kind of a no contest mm-hmm. or admission of guilt. Was it? Maybe it was a ploy to, you know what, I'm going to go and serve it and get it over with because if I go to a new team, I'd have to serve it if I appeal. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that was uh, pretty well thought out and uh, the attorney's right. And Luno's just doing the doing the uh, coach speak thing at this point, you know? Oh, yeah. So he's sure. protecting. Yeah, I, I and I, I see what you're saying there. And yeah, as as far as a pure baseball move, nothing. It, all else aside, I mean, I, it's a great move. Robert Azuno is one of the best young, talented uh, closers. I believe he's got quite a few years of control under him left as well. So, I you know, again, it just comes down to you know the question for me at least is. Uh, what is the locker room dynamic going to be? Because we talk, we kind of touched on it. Justin Verlander and Lance McCullers are, were very outspoken, as it was last year when one of the Astros prospects, there was actually a video of him show, uh, shown hitting his girlfriend in a stairway. And, I mean, it was not a good video. Yeah. Well, Trita, what, I, I don't, sorry, Will, but i got to get your professional opinion about that. What if you had somebody that was uh, added to your team? You talk about the dynamic. That's a great mm-hmm. question, Will. Mm-hmm. What about your locker room dynamic if you had something there, um, if a player came in into your camp? I honestly think that is very important that these guys surround him talk to him and just get a chance to know him mm-hmm. not just come out outright like oh you did it and different things like that but I think that they must absolutely 
absolutely get a chance to know this guy, uh, spend time with him, hang with him, and just see what kind of guy he is. That way, when the time comes up, you know, you're getting to know this guy. You know that he's a hard worker and different things like that. You get a chance to um, spend time with him and his family, invite his families over, and different things like that that you do off, off the field. Mm-hmm. And that way, you get a chance to really know this guy. And you know, just set the tone for what's expected here, and, and what they yes. don't, you know, and what they don't allow, and different things like this. So when it is brought out into the media, now you can vouch for this guy, and you know what kind of guy that you've seen with your own eyes. Absolutely, yeah. And I think he's going to have a chance to do that. From things that I've read and heard, it seems like Robert Azuno is going to be off of his suspension on Sunday. Uh, they're going to allow him to go in front of the whole entire team, uh, you know, basically make a personal statement. You know, I'm sure we won't ever get the details of what is going to be said during that conversation but Ozuno is going to have an opportunity to speak to the team you know you know tell him of course you know his you know intentions with the team and hopefully how he's changed as a person if that is something that he you know did or if he admits that he was guilty again a lot of this stuff we're not going to know but yeah like I said it just comes down to you hope he says the right things because it's hard when you're Justin Verlander and Lance McCullers when you made those comments in public against you know domestic violence like that it's hard. They're going to be in a tough situation, I think, when it comes to dealing with the national media. And they're going to ask that's a lot why, of tough questions. Yeah, that's why I think that they should get a chance to know that guy. Go spend, you know, like, it's it's tough to say, hey, I'm just going to go spend time with this guy because he's our new teammate. Woo-dee-woo. But I feel like you you should get a chance to know this guy off the court so that you so know you, you how to So you would give him a chance is what you're saying. Yeah, I would give him a chance and just, you know, just set the tone and let him know what's expected here. How, how we, you know, how we are as a team and what we allow and what we don't allow and who we are and what our character represents and that's not what it represents absolutely yep i agree i mean i you just of course you hope that he's you know he's changed as a person if that's again you know i guess we don't know like chuck said we don't know exactly what happened yeah uh but you hope that he's knowledgeable of the situation because i'm I'm just gonna say this last thing because if you don't give him that chance what does that say about you know that one bad apple could spoil what the you know astros are trying to do yeah yeah well i mean look um when i joined the navy I had to get some permissions also and a waiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's where's the second chance clause? Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. uh, if you're at your job, is it their responsibility to police your personal affairs? That's a, another judgment call we got to look right. into. You yeah. know, and hey, that, that's a that's a that's a hard. I would never want to be in that position to make that decision as an owner or yeah. as, a, as a boss. Well, I'm a boss now, but if I wouldn't boss. know what to do Absolutely. about it, too, you know? Yeah. Well, you know what I mean. Absolutely, yeah. Well, hey, we'll, uh, we'll actually have another situation we'll discuss. But, uh, yeah, coming up, we're going to talk a little bit about the Rockets. Of course, Capella being resigned as well. Texans, Chuck's backing me in the corner. Got to stand by my uh, statement last week, 13-3. and three. Before we go to a break, Chuck, who's, uh, who's the Astros left fielder come playoffs? Oh, gosh. You know what? I think uh, since Tucker was down, I think they're going to stick with the core. I think so. I, yeah. I, I, unfortunately, I thought Tucker would stick. But, uh, you know, it's it was a good little taste of a cup of coffee, so to speak. And, uh <laughs> Yeah, you know, he got his uh, ears wet, but uh, I think right now we're going to just rotate him out. Yeah. We had the four-man rotation last time, so Emerson's back, and, you know. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, like I said, coming up, we'll talk a little bit about those Rockets, but you're listening to Wildcard Sports on Vinyl Draft Radio. <laughs> Connect with Will and Trina on Facebook or go to VinylDraftRadio.com. I'm the son. And I love to make a hot mess out of your expensive hair color. And I'm Brenda Olivares of The Beauty Boss Show. Don't let the sun ruin your hair color. Reverse that brassy mess with IGK, Mixed Feelings Purple Toning Drops. Mixed Feelings turns any styling product, shampoo, or conditioner into a purple toner that cools your hot, brassy blonde. Mix the products and the drops together in your hands before applying. Mixed Feelings by IGK at your local salon. If your local salon doesn't 
currently have mixed feelings, let them know that they can order it from RDA Promart of Webster, Pasadena, Pearland, or Lake Jackson. Salons, ask for the Beauty Boss Special. When you purchase 10, you get one free. That's right, I said one free for back bar use. Uh, I'm having mixed feelings. Hey, this is Kat with Hope Village. It's Vegas, baby. Feeling lucky? Join us for Hope Lounge 2018, presented by Ron Carter Cadillac, as we go back in time to when the Sands hosted the Rat Pack and martinis flowed like water. We'll have tables with all your favorite casino games and fabulous prizes for the winners. Join us on Saturday, August 18th at 6.30. Tickets are $125 and can be purchased online at hopeloungeevent.com. We hope to see you there. Lori Coppett. A name you can trust. Lori Coppett. A senior mortgage loan originator with Prime Lending, serving the Clear Lake area for over 28 years. Lori Why are you saying it like that? Coppett. Helping hundreds of satisfied clients with their home loan needs. Lori Seriously? Coppett. If you're purchasing, refinancing, or renovating your home, visit lcoppock.com to get the professional service you need. NMLS number 176539, Equal Housing Lending. Lori Oh, for God's sake. Elite Care 24-Hour Emergency Room in Leak City offers all of the services found at a traditional hospital emergency room, but adds very short wait times, a clean and comfortable location, and outstanding service. The goal? For you to see an emergency room physician within 10 minutes of your visit and to provide you with the best, most comfortable experience while you're with them. Elite Care 24-Hour is located at 2530 Gulf Freeway in Leak City. Call 281-337-7500. Listen or watch previous episodes in our audio and video archives. Just go to VinylDraftRadio.com. Just look for Wild Card Sports with Will and Trina. What is up? Welcome back on in. This is Wild Card Sports on Vinyl Draft Radio. Joined, as always, by Chuck from Chuck Sports Bar and Memorabilia. And my trusty co-host, Trina. Hello. Of course, guys, thank you again so much for coming on. I know you guys both have very busy, busy schedules. You too, Will. Eh, not as busy as y'all. I ran five miles this morning. Oh, oh my yeah, goodness. really fantastic, you're gonna, actually. Uh, I'm a good tired. Wow, that's putting me to shame right there. I don't think. I think the last time I ran five miles probably was like never. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But uh, of course, yeah, we've been talking a little bit. Uh, you know, as I always say, gotta say it. My favorite time of the week. Get to talk for a whole hour for about sports uh, with two of my favorite people. Got, uh, of course, as always, just fantastic time. Uh, but we've been talking about the Astros. A lot of controversy there this past week, making the trade for Robert Azuno, who's about to be coming off a 75 game suspension for violating the MLB's domestic violence rule. So. Uh, going to be interesting, but that's not the only big news to come out of Houston this past week. We've been talking about it in the past. The Rockets have finally come to terms with re-signing Clint Capella, signed him to a five-year, $90 million deal. Uh, guys, what do you think about the deal? I mean, I feel like Clint was going to take it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, for What did they offer him at first? Like four-year, $80 million? Yeah, five years, $85 extra, million. Extra $10 million. Clint knew he yeah. wanted to be back. Nobody else in the league was going to offer him mm-hmm. more than what the Rockets had laid out on the table anyway. But I think the uh, Rockets went ahead and just made that you know, made that deal solidified by bringing Clint back, mm-hmm. knowing what he brought to the table as far as playing his role. Absolutely. I think um, – he realized also that uh, it's restricted. So the other team that signed him would have to give up something. So that told him that his market value is not that good either. Exactly. You know, yeah. So I mean, yeah. So uh, I, I think it's a non-story. I think it was it was a done deal. Um, he's had a 
put on his big boy pants and get mm-hmm. over it and just take his little 80 million and go like, home. Like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Like, you're 22 years old. I agree. Dude. Yeah. And he's not as talented without the Rockets uh-uh. as the Rockets are talented without exactly. him. Exactly. Does that make sense? Yeah. And we talked about it in the past. You're exactly right. There just wasn't a market for him. You know, he, I, he wanted to get paid upwards of $100 million. Uh, that was made clear at the end of the season. But uh, the fact remained that all the all the contending teams didn't have any money left to sign a guy like at that at that point. And teams that are rebuilding don't necessarily see a fit with Clint Capella coming in there. The only team that really made sense was the Phoenix Suns, but they went ahead and drafted DeAndre Ayton, number one exactly. overall. So, there, yeah, as you said, there just really wasn't a market. But I let me ask you this, and I think it's probably a non-story for the most part, but do you think that Capella has any ill feelings at all no. as far as signing this, or do you no, think he's going to no. be ready to roll? I think he's, he's ready. Good. I think he's good. It's, yeah. it's all about the team. I agree. You know, and uh, and then the market for the draft, there's no big men in the draft. He, he right. knew. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think it's just posturing, and it's part of the business. Like yeah. Trino always says, it's business. Absolutely. So yeah. it is just simplicity at and his then, best. And then his agent probably has something to do with it, you know, just try to get the Rockets on their feet a little bit and, you know, just boost that money up a little yeah. bit more. Use that media. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Another <laughs> one of those things where the media might have twisted, uh, you know, a few things. And I'm sure, you know, Capella was, you know, dissatisfied when they had their first talks. I mean, I think it was well documented that they were well off in their very first meeting that they had. But that's that's to be that's to be understood when it comes to contract negotiations, especially when you're re-signing a player uh, who is a restricted free agent. So, uh, it is good that they get him back. Of course, he is a huge piece of this Rockets team going into next year. I think we all agree they're probably going to take a slight step back from that 66 wins that they had last year mm-hmm. after losing Trevor Ariza and uh, Luke Mbaumute. But I want to throw this guy at you. I don't know if you guys saw this. Yes. The Rockets have some interest in J.R. Smith. They're kicking the tires on him. Trina's shaking her head right now. Chuck uh, is kind of looking off into the distance. <laughs> Not happy. Oh, I'm yeah, falling yeah. asleep uh, on that one. Yeah. So once again, you first you weren't a fan of Carmelo, and now you're not a fan of J.R. Smith. My thing is, I like J.R. Smith, but he's not consistent. I would have loved to see them fill that spot with like an Iman Shumpert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seriously, like like Iman Shumpert would fit well with what the Houston Rockets are doing because number one, he's going to defend first. Yeah. Two, he's an effective scorer. J.R. Smith, if he's off, he's off. Yeah, he's a slinger. He is. Yeah. We already had that. We already down gone down that road, right? So yeah. Uh, when was that? A couple of years back, two with, or three years ago. With Imon Shumpert? Or no, no, uh, Jr. Smith. We, yeah, no. Yeah, we I, who I, am I thinking of? No, we didn't have him. We, well, we had we had uh, we had some interest. I remember a few years ago with Imon Shumpert. I remember we were talking about trading yeah. Patrick Beverly a core deal for, uh, to the Cavaliers. There, so there are some interest. The Rockets and so the Cavs and Rockets have had some dialogue in the past. But at all it really comes down to is moving that Ryan Anderson gonna, contract. Nobody's going to ever forget what he did in the finals. So. No. Yeah. I, I yeah, not at all. That. I just don't think that we need a guy like that because he – I mean, for one, I don't think J.R. Smith is as good as a defender as Iman Shumper, who they should be pursuing. Yeah. And um, on top of that, like, he reminds me of Trevor Ariza on the offensive end. I agree. I agree. But at the same time, if you're looking at it, we're not expecting J.R. Smith to come in here and take over any type of starting role at the two right. spot. So, I mean, I look at it this way where, you know, you have a potential second unit. And of course, this is, you know, we're way off, so I can get into speculation here, okay? <laughs> but you have a potential. You could do a second a second tier lineup of Gordon Green, J.R. Smith, Carmelo Anthony, and Nene. Now, that's some firepower on the second offense right there. Don't you don't know. think Carmelo is going to start? Uh, he probably is. I'm just saying, hypothetically, at this point, <laughs> I can still speculate. Gotta have a, you got to have a score in there, I guess, yeah. for a second. But they, they could rotate um, Paul or Hard in the second you know, right. tier anyway. But J.R. Smith, I mean, I, I'd rather just pass on that and get a minimum 
uh, salary free agent for the same thing he does for what he's going to want ten to fifteen million dollars a year. No thanks. Exactly. Yeah. Well, there. Yeah, and there are some rumblings as well. That Rockets interested in a guy like Kent Bazemore, among other yeah, guys. Kent so, Bazemore, so I mean, there are. I, it does seem like the Rockets do have a plan at this point mm-hmm. to go ahead and fill that hole of another guy that's you know known as a three and D type player. Uh, and as you said, J.R. Smith definitely isn't the player that he used to be. But again, I'm always of the mind if you can add veteran talent on there. And I guess you, it's kind of hard to when you say veteran, you kind of think of a mature presence in the locker room. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to associate J.R. Smith with that word but yeah. at the same time I don't know at this point if if we're going all in on you know Carmelo Anthony and all these personalities you know I don't think I don't think one more is really going to hurt us Carmelo that much. Carmelo and J.R. played together. That so. is true yeah they did play in New York so there is some yeah. chemistry. Oh, but New Denver. York. In Denver. Not, not the uh, model. Denver. Uh, at, the end of, yeah. at the end of the mellow Denver run yeah. JR came down there and then they both went to New York. I just say we sign a bunch of Jags and be done with it. Yeah. I mean, at this point, yeah. I mean, at this point, I mean, I'm not sure that they can make a move. Even getting a exactly. JR Smith is going to make them that much better than they already yeah. are or than that they will be at this point. So, you know, it's going to be interesting. But of course, the biggest news, yeah, getting Capella back at five years, $90 million is a huge, huge deal. Um, I want to uh, switch over to this too. Uh, one of the biggest guys in sports, I'm mm. sure you've heard of a guy by the name of Stephen A. Smith, uh, came out this past week. He also said that. Uh, the Lakers, or quote-unquote, Lakers should handle the Rockets in the playoffs, end quote. I don't know. Do you guys, after all these moves, I know you guys aren't a fan of Carmelo. Are the Rockets, do you think they've taken a step back? Are they the third-best team in the in the West, or really third-best team in the NBA at this point? Um, When you think about it, who did they lose? They only lost Trevor Reza. Yeah, and Luke Mbamute, yeah. Luke Mbamute, but he was injured throughout uh, the playoffs. But the thing is, I don't think that they necessarily lost. I just think they lost a defender. And with that being said, I think that's the reason why they might lose a couple more games. But I don't think they'll. I, I don't think the Lakers are going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. I I said it what a couple weeks ago. And I'll say it again. They'll be the fourth seed tops. Really? Because it's not because of who they lost. It's what who everybody else gained. You know what, Chuck? I'm writing that yeah, down. Yeah, I am going to write write that got, down. We're going to get to it a little right, bit I later. Got you, I got you right here. Fourth seed at the fourth best. seed, and probably and I said maybe 50, 52 games you got to think about it they might be the fourth seed and still win the division yeah because san antonio is stepping back yeah i mean think about that for a minute the top i mean there's a possibility that the pacific i'm 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 telling you the trailblazers are going to make some noise there could be your third they're talented there could be your third team so all i want is home court if they can get home court, I'll be happy because everybody gained what we kind of status quo, and then we may add. And by the way, did Stephen A. Smith actually made that comment without Carmelo being in the picture as signed? So we got to think about that. I, yeah. like, I would like to hear that. If he said, "Well, if Carmelo signs, then then I would think you know," but if yeah. he didn't, well, then that's diff- yeah. that's a big difference, yeah. there, right? Yeah, and a lot of people are thinking at this point that Carmelo, of course, I think you guys are kind of the mind, is going to make the Rockets worse. You saw in Vegas the championships odds for the Rockets actually went down after it was reported that Carmelo Anthony was all but a done deal for him signing with the Rockets. Interesting. Yeah, so there's a lot of people that think he's going to hurt the locker room, but I don't know, Trina, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you're kind of making it seem, and I'm kind of with you on this, where you know all we lost was Trevor Ariza and Luka Balamute. Those are two of your best perimeter defenders, but... To think that we're going to make it go from the two seed all the way down to the four seed because of that, I definitely don't think we're a 66-win team next year, but I, I just can't imagine being that much worse. I don't necessarily think that we'll be that much worse. It's just the fact that when you think about defense and then you think about the end of close game situations, mm-hmm. we're going to lose a lot of close game situations because we don't have that so, defender. think so, really? Yeah, who's going to – to me, who's going who's gonna to be holding LeBron James? Who's going to be holding Nobody Kevin Durant? Can. 
Who's going to be holding, can, you know what man. I mean? Like, who's going to be holding Carl Anthony Towns? I mean, I get it. Clint Capella may be able to, but then you think about um, Andrew Wiggins and different, you know, Jimmy Butler. Like, who's going to be able to hold these guys in the West? Yeah, I think uh, the thing that was so key to the Rockets' defensive success last year, I think everybody noted the switch everything, you know, when it came to screens and whatnot. So, it was, I, to me, it was more of a system defense than it was individual players. I think, of course, having guys like Trevor Reza and Luka Baumute definitely elevated that, you know, that team defense that switch everything but if you can get some of these guys to buy in and you know even Carmelo Anthony to a certain extent yeah it's going to be a drop off defensively but again I attribute a lot of the Rockets defensive success last year to the system and I just think if you can get these guys to buy in to know their roles and know what they're supposed to do in these situations I don't I don't expect a huge drop off I just don't I get the system defense will but when you think about a guy like how how we we switched and we left Chris Paul on Kevin Durant like mm-hmm. Yeah. He's the best defender. Yeah. But we also here here's the deal too, is that I, I say what I say because the Rockets are in the same boat as the Astros. They're gonna Cadillac through the play, mm-hmm. uh, through the regular season oh, just yeah. to get the playoffs, just get the home 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 court. But don't forget also, I mean, I said four C doesn't mean you can't win fifty five games. Because yeah, the West is that the good. Lakers are gonna go up a little bit mm-hmm. and everybody else is going up. So somebody has to go down. Yeah. That's just the the, the bottom line. I mean, we lost the Lakers first game of the season last year with that garbage ahead. Yeah. So I mean, you just gotta you be, be smart about it. it. It's it's so competitive. Yeah. You can be the fourth seed and still be the fourth best team in the league. Yeah, yeah. in the so, NBA. Mm-hmm. There's not gonna be a seventy win team next year or a sixty six oh, no, team. I, I agree. There's not. There's not. So I think the I think the number one seed out of the West will probably have fifty eight to sixty games. I'm telling you. I mean that then that's why I'm talking about fifty five to fifty three or whatever the case is. But that's still number four, but you can still be three games or behind somebody and be the fourth seed too. I'm yeah. not saying it'll be horrible. Yeah. It's just gonna be more competitive. Yeah. Because it's not that we lost, but everybody else gained. You don't think you know, like you said, Trina, nobody can guard LeBron James anyway. So what's the deal? I mean, let him score hit get he's gotta get his, just like James Harden's gonna get his. Yeah. He's gotta figure out how to be smart on the other players that, that are around him, the young kids. Yeah, exploit their weaknesses. You know how that goes. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, it, it'll definitely be interesting to see. Um, of course, you know, we're still we're still a little ways off before we really get into a lot of deep. things to change. Yeah. There's still a lot of moves that are that could be made out there, but and not to mention, season hasn't even started yet. Then you talk about midseason mm-hmm. trades and different things. Yeah, like that. it's it's definitely gonna be interested. I, interesting to see. Of course, I think Rockets number one priority at this point. Get rid of Ryan Anderson's contract oh for the God. love of everything. Are we? Yeah. Are we? Do you? I don't even see anything. Any rumors in the in the no. middle saying anything? No, if they, anything, they, they'll wait. They'll probably waive him. Yeah, I, or come to some type of buyout. But I mean, my goodness, we're gonna be. I think he's got what two years, forty million dollars well, left maybe on his contract. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll do the Osweiler trade with somebody and just suck up part of the salary to good give, luck give, with give, that. We'll give away a first rounder. Yeah, first I mean, second rounder. That's I, I, yeah, suck. at this point, I would give away. Yeah, anything would. to get. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, my goodness, two years, twenty million dollars. I mean, forty million dollars left on his contract for a guy that. He can't even hit shots anymore. He can't even hit threes. Yeah, his confidence is shattered. Yeah, it's, I think I think Trina brought that up one time. He, uh, you know, we're talking about the playoffs. He mm-hmm. just, they threw him in there for one time. They're like, for love of God, we got to get something out of mm-hmm. somewhere. Yeah. And he just was like, Curry just lost. put him. He in didn't the, want to touch him the, the pot. He didn't. Yeah. Sadly, yeah. usually he would just grab it and shoot yes. it from yeah. Curry. Right yes. Now. Yeah. And Curry. Yeah. Talk about Curry. Curry put him in the put him in the mixer. It's it was cycle. yeah. It was pretty bad watching <laughs> him out there. But 
yeah, it remains to be seen. Of course, a lot of things got to happen before we can even kick off the NBA season. But good news, of course, as we talked about, Capella's back as a Houston Rocket. We'll see what they can do next year. Chuck, I'm writing it down four seeds. So. There you go. <laughs> well, coming up, we're going to talk a little bit about those Texans. Chuck has backed me into corner to a corner with that 13-3 uh, and three prediction. We'll talk a little bit about that. As well, got some other interesting national media stuff, including Urban Meyer controversy. But stay tuned. You're listening to Wildcard Sports on Vinyl Draft Radio. More sports talk. This is my manly voice, which actually sounds creepy. Sports. With Will and Trina coming up. Vital Draft Radio. Still creepy. If you have a vehicle registered in Texas, you can join artists like Lyle Lovett, Pat Green, Randy Rogers, and more when you purchase a Texas Music license plate from the Texas DMV. $22 out of the $30 fee goes directly towards the Texas Music Office, which funds music lessons and instruments for under-resourced school children, as well as towards funding live music and community music programs all around the state. Just head to TexasMusicOffice.com or the Texas DMV for more info on how to order your Texas Music specialty license plate. Lamont Brands is a veteran-owned business serving the Houston Clear Lake area and beyond. Their in-house capabilities include screen printing, embroidery, rhinestones, heat press transfers and thermal flex design, as well as e-commerce solutions and on-site fulfillment. If you're looking to brand your business through custom apparel and or promotional products, Lamont Brands should be your first and only call. Lamont Brands is located at 920 Gemini in Houston. Give them a call at 281-286-7553 or visit them online at lamontbrands.com. Are you an athlete, a former athlete, or someone who just likes to stay in shape? Do you suffer with muscle aches or joint pain and are tired of pills and creams that don't seem to work? iCryo Cryotherapy's full body treatments and spot treatments can help you heal faster, feel better, and it's all natural. So there's no age limit, and the best thing, it's affordable. Cryotherapy helps your body to heal from the inside out. Go to iCryo.com today to find a location near you. iCryo will help you give pain the cold shoulder. We the people have a right to superior cocktails and Preamble Lounge and Craft House would like to welcome you to a new cocktail revolution. Our Speakeasy-inspired lounge offers signature craft cocktails in an intimate setting. With a wide selection of high-end spirits, infusions, barrel-aged beverages and cocktails, there is something for every budget. Preamble is located at 20801 Gulf Freeway in Webster and open Monday through Saturday from 4 p.m. to 2 a.m. Preamble Lounge and Craft House, a new cocktail revolution. Wild Card Sports with Will and Trina. Welcome back. This is Wild Card Sports on Vinyl Draft Radio. Guys, football is back. Is last it? night, no, last woo. night, and that was that was not some good football. I watched about five minutes of it. Hey, it was good to have it back. Yeah, I'll take RG three in a Ravens uniform. I was watching that a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So. Oh my goodness! And that was actually pretty. That was I didn't even realize going into that game. I I knew that RG three was back, but I didn't even realize it was for the Ravens. And when I turned it on, you know, and I was probably about two minutes into the first quarter, and I was like, RG three. You know, I've I don't know about y'all. I've always been an RG three fan. I love RG three. I gotta get. I still can't get my hands around his career it just it's, it's yeah. his head scratcher oh, it really I, 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 can't, is. I can't figure it out it I mean, really I the is. injuries but man i just can't figure it out yeah. hopefully this year kind of redefines his career a little bit and you know he's able to 
hold the Basically. clipboard good. Yeah. It, well, yeah, yeah, hold yeah. It. but I mean, as a back, as a backup, I mean, t- you know, of course, we're going to talk about the Texans here oh, in yeah, a second. But as far as a serviceable, ba- a serviceable backup at this point, I take RG three over Brandon Whedon. I I've, agree. When when Watson gets hurt this yeah. year in your thirteen and three campaign, we need to make a trade. There we go, thirteen and three. All right, there it is. We're into it. Oh, of course, I made the prediction last week, and at that point, I had said that it was contingent on a few things. Chuck, you back me in a corner. I'm standing firm by it. The, the Texans are going thirteen and three. Chuck even yes, brought in yes. a piece of paper this week with our predictions. Brought, brought the the proof as of uh, July twenty seventh. Yes, here is that the happened. predictions. Thirteen and three. It Thir- says will thirteen and three at the top. And, yeah. and that's a picture of uh, Coach O'Brien laughing at you because <laughs> oh, even he knows thirteen and three is not going to be possible. So <laughs> the predictions. The so we'll knows. keep track of this. That's right. Even he knows. I don't. Okay. Well, that's all funny. I know is that I'm buying into the hype. I'm buying into the hype of Deshaun <laughs> Watson getting healthy. I don't know if you guys saw it this week. Quarterback coach Sean Ryan says the Texans have only scratched the surface with Deshaun Watson. You hear that, Chuck? Yes. Only scratch the surface. That's and right. you, y'all remember that six game stretch. Hold scratch his knee. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm telling you right no now, injuries. 13 and 3. Texans, if they come out and they beat the Patriots week one, it's happening. 13 and 3. But well, we'll see. I, I, I'll give you that one. But I, I, the Pats, I, I mean, the Pats have their number. They do. But, I mean, they were close last year. I mean, of course, the Pats weren't playing their best football. They were coming off. Yeah, I mean, I think they were coming off a loss to the Panthers. And, of course, they lost to the Chiefs. Big week one. So the the Patriots weren't really playing their brand of uh, football. But if you look at it historically, the Patriots early in the season don't really typically play their brand of football. So I just think that there's an opportunity for the Texans to come out there. But... Again, the biggest thing that it comes down to, of course, is Deshaun Watson's health. And Chuck, you were talking about this before. You know, as uh, unlikely as you think thirteen and three will be, the main reason you were talking about you think it's unlikely, of course, is because Deshaun Watson's health. You just don't see him play sixteen games. I, I, I don't. Uh, I don't. It's just. Um First of all, it's very rare. Yeah. Okay. And especially today with today's players are so physical. Um, and the offense is a lot of passing. Even the short passing game to make up for rushing yardage, that you sprint the quarterbacks out, they're in their harm's way. The mm-hmm. line's not that good. I mean, if we get thirteen oh gosh, if we get thirteen healthy games from Deshaun Watson, I'll take it to the bank every year. I'll give him the three, uh, two for an injury um, to recover and one on a bye week or maybe hopefully at the end of the season where it's a meaningless game, but Guys, I don't know. I what do you what do you what do you think, Trina? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I feel like my biggest thing, like I said, with the Texans, I think I'm very excited because the fact that we are this healthy mm-hmm. right now, and it's like my thing is, can we sustain, you know, health? Oh yeah. Throughout, I mean, which is tough because this is football. But mm-hmm. I mean, I would like to see that if we have a healthy Deshaun Watson, I think we're gonna, you know, win. A few games, but I don't think we're going to win 13. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, I know. But yeah, I mean, this is just the thing when it comes to Deshaun Watson's health. And I think the biggest concern health wise is that is the defensive side. There's a lot of players. J.J. Watt, I can't imagine him playing 16 games. But let me go back to this. And I know I know the NFL is a much different game. I I do know that it's much different game than college. But you look at the last time that Deshaun Watson tore his ACL in college. Which one? uh, Well, I I think it was. Okay, (laughs) all I'm saying is that he went when he tore his ACL in college he went on to start 30 straight games and that included two 
games against Alabama, one of them coming out on top and winning the national championship. So I think Deshaun Watson, when it comes to his health, I think he knows his limits. I do. And of course, his injury last year, of all times that it had to happen, didn't even happen in a game, happened in practice. Oh, you know, I, uh, let me jump in there because there was a videotape of him uh, the game before. Uh, uh, against Seattle? Yes. And mm-hmm. then uh, he got hit on the knee and they yes. thought that, that was possibly it. But I'll, I'll tell you what, I hate to say it, but if Deshaun Watson had a third knee, he sprained it or tear it. I'm just thinking that, you know, once you do that, at that young of an age, you're going to be prone. That's yeah. just the way it is. Look at J.J. Watt. Back problems are another problem. Uh, once you hurt a back or a knee, your time is limited. Yeah. Well, it's tough. That's something tough to recover from, especially for the fact with football, like your legs are everything. Mm-hmm. People yes, think it's a lot yes. of upper body. Especially with the quarterback but like your legs, your legs are everything, everything in football. So, I mean, to me, it's tough. I'm just, like I said, I just hope we can sustain that, you know, health throughout. I just don't see him... You're cautiously optimistic. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, I, I mean, I like I said, I, maybe I'm putting too much stock in it. I think I maybe am putting a little too much stock in it, saying the Texans are going to go. Do you want to? Do you want to? You know, reconsider? Nope, nope, I'm not. I'm firm. Too late I told you, too you backed me into a corner, Chuck. They're 13 and three. But I mean, yeah, I just look at their schedule, and we talked about it last week. It's seventh easiest. I think sixth or seventh easiest in the NFL at this point. Uh, you know, a lot of their tough games are going to be in the first half of the season, the first couple games, really. And if they can, if they can, you know, go through those first couple games, and you know, I, I have them going four and one through the first five games. <laughs> I do four and one. I do. I know you guys. And you're saying that that one loss won't be against the Patriots. That one loss will not be against the Patriots. I think oh, the Patriots are going to wow. have a lot of question marks. Who's going the one into loss going to be to? Indianapolis. I've always said yeah, this: they Indian. cannot win at Indianapolis. Andrew Luck is back. I just, I can't. Andrew Luck. And I mean, Good hey, look. yeah, there. I mean, if they if they could very easily lose to the Patriots and beat the in, in the or the Colts in Indianapolis. I just think that I, I have high expectations for this. All team. All I know is if the Houston Texans beat uh, the Patriots, then we would never. Um not hear from the fans that's all they were talking about all season yeah it's you know it's funny because houston i don't know if it seems like this to you we have a lot and i don't know if you if i want to call them bandwagon patriots fans but there's a big patriot fan base around here so it is it would be pretty sweet if the texans can win and you know you see you walk around the mall you see those guys with the tom brady jerseys you know rubbing in a little bit a month away guys yeah we're a a month month away away. we're we're less than a week away from the first preseason game which of course uh, coming up next thursday against the chiefs in Kansas. Kansas City. Uh, I, let me ask you about that. What are you guys most looking forward to looking? Or I'm sorry, huh, can't talk. What are you guys looking forward to the most about next week's preseason game? What do you want to see out of that game? A like, win? No, I'm joking. Like Trina, <laughs> said, always win Trina said, no injuries. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. all I care about. Yeah, do you pass. think Watson plays? No. no yeah, no, I don't no, think no, he does he either. Play. He won't play till probably if game he, three. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I was I was gonna say if he played, probably play like spurts, like in the second half, maybe. Yeah, maybe. No, I don't. I, don't know. I, I doubt it though. Maybe. I, yeah, maybe a drive, but I don't, I don't think that see, happens. Still I don't want to see Watt. I don't want to see uh, Merciless. I don't want to see uh, Watson in. Matthew. Matthew's coming off injury too. Yeah, Tyra. Yeah, that's true too. Dang. But yeah. you know, I, I don't want to see any of the starters that are been been nicked up, and uh, you know, those guys besides Watson are pushing their thirty. You know, yeah. thirty mm-hmm. age, and you don't, you don't you know need what to play. They, they, they need to prove no nothing. It's some second and third string. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. So yeah. Well, uh, yeah, of course, as you said, less than a month away. And then, of course, you're going to kick that that game off against the Patriots uh, week one. I, I mean, at this point, looking at the team, and I think that I think it's pretty obviously, but uh, obvious what the answer is. But let me ask you this, guys. What do you uh, I mean, for them to go 10 wins like you guys think <laughs> or 13 wins like me? Uh, what do you think is the, the biggest key to the Texans success this year? What is it going to come down to? 
injuries. No, I'm just yeah, I mean, I, yeah. well, that's 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 my biggest thing for them because I feel like our defense has always been really good. Um and especially the fact that we're gonna have JJ Watt back, I think that the defense will continue to drive off of him because like I mean like feed off of him because of the fact mm-hmm. of who he is and what he represents and he's just probably one of the best defenders in the NFL. But you know, with his injuries, they're gonna have to lift him up and I, I just would really like to see the Texans stick together defensive and offensively and just put it all together for us to win. And and I'm gonna piggyback on, on Trina the line it's it's the linebacking play because we have new yes. linebackers I think we have uh, a couple of new linebackers that are in the system for a second year mm-hmm. um, undrafted free agents get an opportunity to start Dylan Cole mm-hmm. uh, so like Trina said the line is fine I'm not worried about you know the Clowney I forgot to add him in the injury yeah. uh, prone uh, area but you got Clowney and Reader and, and Watt on the line it's a linebacker play because um, it's a lot there's a lot of pass coverage that we have to work on we have a nickelback and a dime package that's going to be implemented because you have the uh, Indianapolis, they, they throw the ball. Um, and that's your key. I don't care about Titans or anything or, or the Jags. Yeah, really. no, I'm not scared but, yet either. But it's going to be a linebacker play. And mm-hmm. I think that's going to be very important on coverages and how they drop back Clowney, if they drop back Clowney. Because when they drop back Clowney, um, that's where he's prone to getting injured. And that's what's always happening. He's a good run stopper. So I think it's linebacker play. Um, offensive line is totally obvious. I don't even want to talk about the offensive line. <laughs> it's not. A, it's the, is it really that bad, though, the offensive line? Well, it could be worse than last year. I get that part. Yeah. But, I mean... The, Second half, they we, weren't terrible, though. I just don't trust the coaches to make the adjustments. That, and there it is, And that's yeah. the problem right there. Mm-hmm. So... Um, we, like I said, they're average. We have average coaches with a good team. And what does that mean? You're a above I, average team. You're right. They have been mediocre in the Barely. past. But, yeah, I mean, I will say this before we go to break. I mean, you know, Bill O'Brien, and I've talked about it in the past, you know, the offense took off, uh, took off when he took over play calling last year. And a lot of that, I think, was, was elite play calling. And I know a lot of it was attributed to Deshaun Watson kind of taking the league by storm. But... I think it's going to be interesting to see what what kind of what this offense looks like with Bill O'Brien calling it with Deshaun Watson well, back there. Well, I think the under the radar move here, and that's my favorite saying, is rack back. You know, so we're, we're we have him back calling the plays defensively. Um, the only problem I have uh, with uh, with him being there is now Vrabel knows the system, mm-hmm. so he is in Tennessee knows the system. He might not be a good coach, but he knows the system. That's going to be interesting. Don't be surprised the Titans go two and zero. Because of that, I said I'm not scared of him, but don't be surprised. Nope. Texans going five and one against the division. I told it oh, last week. Okay, Chuck's well. got it written down going five and one against the division. I can't wait to see this. It is going to be fun. <laughs> it's be All right. Fun. Well, coming up here, we, I think we're going to get into it a little bit. The biggest news probably in the last couple of days to come out of the national media: Urban Meyer on the hot seat at this point, placed on administrative leave. Got some other uh, miscellaneous odds and ends, but stay tuned. You're listening to Wild Card Sports on Vinyl Draft Radio. Connect with Will and Trina on Facebook or go to VinylDraftRadio.com. Arts and Poets invite you to join us for the second annual Galveston Bay Songwriters Festival, scheduled for September 28th through the 30th at the Topwater Grill in San Leon. Join us for three days of fun music featuring artists such as Donnie Brewer. Do you know, a love of Joe, he's always sitting there in the front row. Drop Dead Dangerous. Take me to heaven tonight. Lisa Morales, Kelly McGuire, and much more. Tickets and more information can be found at GalvestonBaySongwriters.com. When you're looking for a new home... 
John Wilkinson can help answer questions related to obtaining a mortgage lender up to finding and securing the best home for you. John will take your best interests as his own and provide valuable property and neighborhood information that is important to your family. Call John at 281-974-0739 or email him at john at jwgetsitsold.com to start looking for your new home. What would you like from your bank or credit union? How about a mobile app that makes banking simple? How about free online banking and mobile bill pay? How about loan decisions made locally? How about 15 convenient locations? Associated Credit Union of Texas has all of these and more. Sounds like you should get associated. ACU of Texas, federally insured by the NCUA. For more info, visit acutx.org. Tucked away in the side streets of Kima, the white exterior of Kima Steak Company radiates a timeless essence. Behind the doors, a casual yet elegant dining experience welcomes their guests. They make sure your dining experience is nothing but the absolute best. Come in today and see why Kima Steak Company is your perfect getaway. Kima Steak Company is located at 707 Bradford Avenue in Kima. Contact them at 281-334-9463. Reservations recommended on weekends. Listen or watch previous episodes in our audio and video archives. Just go to VinylDraftRadio.com. Just look for Wild Card Sports with Will and Trina. Welcome back on in. This is Wild Card Sports on Vinyl Draft Radio. As always, I'm joined by Chuck from Chuck Sports Bar and Memorabilia. And Trina, of course, guys, thank you as always coming on back on. Woo. You've been listening live here. Of course, you heard it first. Texans going 13-3 and three this year. Uh, Says from, Will. Says From yours Will. truly. Deshaun Watson <laughs> going to throw for 6,000 yards, uh, give or take. <laughs> Uh, six year, seventy touchdowns. Who's gonna you know, break hopes. the record? Nah, I'm just playing. But they are gonna go thirteen and three in all seriousness. But uh, yeah, we've been talking about those Texans. Of course, uh, of course, uh, the Astros as well gonna have that World Series rematch against the Dodgers. We didn't really talk about that. It's huge, it's a huge weekend. Of course, gonna be against the Dodgers. I'm I'm sure those fans are gonna be out oh, there. Oh yeah, they're gonna be force. rabid. Yeah. They're gonna be upset. But then half the place is gonna be Astro fans anyway. Oh yeah, for sure. It's funny how you see that. You know, of course, every time there's a World Series champion, the next year, every time they go to a road stadium it seems like they picked up about a couple thousand bandwagon fans I'll in each take city. it but yeah hey I'll take better it right. having no fans right oh uh, yeah but uh, of course uh, as we I said before we went to the break uh, probably the biggest news in the national media coming this past, past week is Urban Meyer being placed on administrative leave after a story came out that he possibly or allegedly knew of some domestic violence uh, incidents with one of his assistant coaches back in 2015 and back even before that in 2009 uh, so a lot of stuff going into that. It appears that the assistant coach, obviously, him and his wife both had a history of alcohol abuse as well as domestic violence, among other things. Um, it appears that Urban Meyer's wife knew about it. Um, whether or not he knew about it, of course, at this point, I guess is the big question. But there's a lot of different things that go into this. And I guess I'll just start off by asking asking you guys, what, uh, of course, does Urban Meyer deserve to lose his job because of this? And further to a further extent, what should he have done in this in these circumstances if he did, in fact, know? I feel like, honestly, I feel like what if they're just confiding in you? What if that's not something that you feel comfortable with going to the uppers about? That's yeah. how I look at the situation. Would you go to your boss? That's a good point. Mm-hmm. How do you approach it, though? I, I mean, be- when somebody confided in you like that. I have a better question. Um, instead of, hey, tell the coach, why don't you call the police? Yeah. Well. well go simple. Yeah, but at the same time, does, because he didn't do that, does he deserve to lose his job? Oh, I'm talking about when the two wives were talking. Yeah. Why didn't she say, why don't you call the police? Don't, don't put my – how about this? Yeah. Don't put my 
put this on my husband mm-hmm. if yeah. you really want to go that route. This is sticky. Yeah, it is. Very sticky. It is. I'll say this. I mean, the one thing I'll say before I get into it is one thing I don't think that this whole thing deserves, and I think that I think the media I talk about the media trying to play it up. A lot of people are trying to say that you know if Joe Paterno lost his job, you know, for not you know not being willing to you know basically go to the proper authorities. Uh, if he lost his job because of that, Urban Meyer should. I think it's a little different circumstances when well, it comes was to a child. Yeah, it was. It, there was children involved, <laughs> and that incidents were happening on campus. So, it, while it is a big story, and you know we do need to get to the bottom of this, and I think the the most important conversation to come out of this is what do coaches and what do guys like that that you know when they know of situations like this, what is the proper action? And I think you're right. I think it, it starts with the wife, Urban Meyer's Urban Meyer's wife, knowing first, and she should have said in the first place, "Hey." You either need to get out of there or you need to call the police in circumstances. But I don't know. I just I don't know about you guys, but I, I'm not sure I think that Urban Meyer deserves to lose his job. And I'm not an Urban yeah, Meyer fan by so. any stretch of the imagination. You know, he still may not lose his job. We still know everything. Exactly. But it goes back to this. And I just I'm sorry to really digest it a little bit more. Um, I think that uh, why would the abused uh, person in this case, and I'm mm-hmm. not going to say the names because I don't think it deserves a play, mm-hmm. but um, – if, if she's abused and she asked head coach Urban Meyer to say, tell your husband, why would you want to put my husband in your business like yeah. that? Mm-hmm. Is that friendship? Uh, or is that, or is that I, I don't know, is that, that just yeah. doesn't seem, just seems kind of strange. But the, the weird thing is, is that her parents on the 2009 mm-hmm. said, just go to counseling and keep it down because we're riding the Cadillac. Yeah. So sure. it's all about the money, right? Yeah, always about the money, always about the business. Keep them out of your business, but then when they get in your business, it's like you don't know what to do. Yeah, and mm. yeah, mm-hmm. it's no. yeah. yeah, it's it, like you said, it's just a, stick, a sticky such, uh, situation. And yeah, I I, I don't know. I, I'm just not sure. I know I if you're Urban Meyer, if let's let's you know, indulge me for a second. Let's assume he knew. Let's assume he knew on that one. Here, I, I just how I'm not sure how it's. You Let know. me ask you this, guys. If you're the university. And you have a successful coach, mm-hmm. and you want him to resign because this was a say about the university. They don't care about you. Yeah, honestly, to me, I feel like they're not taking in consideration that maybe maybe this is not something he knew how to come to them about. Um, you're just gonna put him on a hot seat like that. I mean, he's not the one that did it. I mean, that's not. You know, I, I just feel like they they're don't really care. About. You're disposable. Face. You're disposable. Well, I think that's what the university. Yeah, we all are. But I guess what I'm getting at is is a. Is that says that the machine is bigger than the than some of the oh, part, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So so I mean, you hire this guy. He 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 earns money for you. He mm-hmm. earns money f- through football for the chemistry department, you know, or for the science department, for the arts, mm-hmm. things of that nature. Because that that revenue come in, it doesn't come in because somebody is is teaching uh, world yeah, history. Exactly. There. Yeah. Um. So as long as the money comes in I guess they're trying to save face from another investigation exactly don't we have another mm. one with that uh, university as well yeah with uh, Jim Trestle of course in the memorabilia the, I mean I, I, to a lesser extent I, I mean that was something again that I thought was blown out of proportion as well of course got it, t- players on the team selling memorabilia I mean that's a whole another discussion in itself you know player what are we are, all gun shy because of the media now because we think, got the Me Too movement up there in the university as well I mean I think I think to a certain extent I mean, yes seriously? I mean I think to a certain extent I mean there is definitely media searches out these stories and they blow it out of proportion. Now that that being said, I mean I'm, I'm not trying to downplay anybody's you know personal incidences and things like that. Of course, domestic violence I'm not condoning in any right. way. But at the same time, yeah, of course I think that they are trying to create a story out of this. And this is my thing too. When you when you talk about Urban Meyer, 
I mean, I'm not really surprised by this situation as far no, as him knowing because you no. go back to him at Florida when he had guys like Janoris Jenkins that were selling drugs and everybody apparently seemingly knew about it in the locker room. Aaron Hernandez yeah, with his, his yeah his history of course of uh, being gang related. I still, I'm still sad about this. Story. Yeah, I mean, I am too. But I mean, just going back to Urban Meyer, I mean, there are a lot of things throughout his career that it's probably pretty obvious that he knew about these things and just kind of swept them under the rug or didn't really acknowledge them in the first place. So I, I'm just a little, I'm just a little surprised that everybody's shocked or seems to be shocked by this story and that it's, you know, dominating the national media like it is. But at the same time, yeah, I mean, I think the biggest question that needs to come out of this is what does a coach need to do? Do in you this think the university like knew about this? Yeah. The, the domestic violence. That's tough. Yeah, I, it's hard to say that they didn't know about it. That's, they, that's even a better way of putting it because, I mean, who's? This is going to be very interesting. Who's? This is this case is set in another precedence because with Penn State mm-hmm. is with children. That was a precedence uh, started. Now this is going to be a precedence because even Tom Herman supposedly may have known something about it down in Texas. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he said the old no comment on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the I old U of H coach, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He he knows about it or he knew of it. I mean, come on now. He, everybody knew it. So, but it goes back to that line we were talking about earlier. Who's responsible? Exactly. For that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, is it my responsibility to to be in your business? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think it's a shame that has come down to this because part of me, being a, a person, a human being, wants to blow the whistle. Um, part of me says it's none of my business. Exactly. And right. part of me is like, well, this is you know, Sad. It, it's yeah. it's part of the part of the university's yeah. issue. You know, so Sad. it's. We'll, we'll see. I, like you said, Will, it's going to come out. It's going to be ugly. It's mm-hmm. not over. It won't be over a year from now. No, it's, it's most certainly ongoing. Yeah. I, yeah. I, and again, yeah, going back to it, I, I just, I, I'm with you, Chuck. There's a lot of different courses of the action. And yeah, the human perspective tells you, yeah, you need to step in. You need, you know, you see some injustice going on. You see something wrong. But at the same time, excuse me, uh, you know, you don't, what is the line, you know? In a workplace environment for you to go up and yeah. interfere yourselves with yeah. people's personal lives. And obviously, the wife of the, you know, the ex-wife now of that assistant coach chose to go to Urban Meyer's wife. That's well documented. But at the same time, even then, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know what the course of action is. And it's easy to sit here and say stuff. But if we were actually in that situation, I mean, who knows? I don't know what I would do in that situation. Right. Well, the, uh, I, I can say the, I'll say the coach's uh, name, but uh, Shelly, uh, Shelly mm-hmm. uh, Meyer, uh, when he got to that point of the assistant's, uh, uh, ex-wife now uh, stating, "Hey, you know, tell your husband about this." I'm, I'm just very. I want to see that that transcript of, mm-hmm. of of messages because I believe, I'm not mistaken, uh, the university issues you your your cell phone. Mm-hmm. So guess what? Technically, yeah, they know they own that. Yeah, yeah that's so, yeah, that's a good point. That's so, a very good point. They're yeah. going to yeah. look up. Because they have they have control of that, so mm-hmm. I'm waiting to see if that's not already been done or be released. I'm eager to see if there's any texting on that, and yeah. if that's it, game over for him. Maybe not justifiably so, but game over. Period. Yeah, yeah. For so sure. that's why he's on admin leave. Yeah, it's yeah, it's uh, we we live in a different age. We we really do. I mean, for better or for worse, we live in a different age with, of course, the media and you know things, of course, and you know domestic violence. For in my opinion, for the better, being you know brought to the light, of course, you know something that is not acceptable, but. Yeah. Uh, as you said, Chuck, it's going to be ugly. We're going to see, you know, I'm sure the rest of it's going to unfold. We'll find out here in the next couple of weeks what Urban Meyer's future is going to look like at the university or Ohio State University. Uh, but, of course, yeah, always going to, uh, stuff like this never ends well. 
All right. Well, of course, I want to thank, uh, of course, Chuck and Trina. Thank you guys so much again for coming on, taking time out of your busy schedules. Uh, thank you, Will. This yeah, we were fun. on a roll. It was it's too bad it's only an hour. Right? I know, right? Yeah, I feel like we got, we got way more God, stuff that man. we can touch on, of course. Uh, but hey, that's what we'll be back here next week. Next Friday, we'll talk a little bit more. I'm sure some other stuff is going to unravel. Uh, we'll have the highlights for that Astros World Series rematch against the Dodgers. And that our is gonna... Texans. Ooh, and Texans first preseason game against the Chiefs. It better yeah, look good. It better. 13 to 3, oh, baby. Don't let me down. Oh, Do not let let me down. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, make sure you tune in next week, of course. But, again, you've been listening to Vinyl Draft Radio on Wildcard Sports, more importantly. But, uh, of course, everybody out there, hope you have a great Friday. We'll see you next week.